The Jets and Quinn and Williams still don't have a deal. How worried should we be? That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Tuesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. Hope everybody is having a great start to their Tuesday. We are going old school. We are going back to the newsy style show here today. We've got a major news topic. That is going to be the focus of today's TDN Daily. We've got the live YouTube chat here ready to go. We've got you listening in the podcast feed. And you've got me talking about my New York Jets and the ongoing saga that took a little bit more of a twist yesterday uh, in regards to Quinn and Williams and a long term contract extension between he and the New York Jets. We're going back to a more newsy style show here today. Just a little bit of one-off. We're just taking a little bit of a detour today. We've got a pretty big story in the National Football League when it comes to this Quinn and Williams contract situation and also has an impact to other teams, right? I know the Chiefs uh, and Chris Jones, they are keeping an eye on this as well, more than likely. And so uh, a a situation that could have ramifications throughout uh, the National Football League. For those of you maybe airdropping into this situation, don't necessarily know about Quinnen Williams and his situation with the New York Jets. Quinnen Williams um, going to be a free agent at the end of next season, trying to work out a long-term contract extension with the New York Jets. Quinn Williams playing on the fifth-year option uh, this season, and so the Jets entering this offseason um, attempting to get a long-term deal done to keep their uh, interior defensive lineman, uh, their D-tackle, in New York, in East Rutherford, New Jersey for a very, very long time. It's also important to note that Quinn Williams entering his fifth year in the league is only 25 years old, so a young pup in the National Football League still has a lot of his prime left at his position. And this is a position that in recent years, in terms of draft uh, classes, has not been a very um, fruitful group. There haven't been a lot of big names that come out of this group. But all of the guys that have gotten contract extensions this offseason come from a similar time period um, when these guys were all drafted. We have seen just this offseason, and again, I think it's important that we lay the base here and we discuss the parameters before we dive in specifically to the Jets situation with Quinn and Williams. Just this offseason, we've seen three interior defensive linemen, D-tackles, get massive contract extensions. Dexter Lawrence just got his same building across the hall, New York Giants, got a four-year $90 million deal from the Giants, $60 million of it guaranteed, I believe. Deron Payne, also got a very similar deal to um, Dexter Lawrence, $90 million in total value. I believe that was also over four years. Four years, $90 million, uh, $60 million in guarantees, $46 million guaranteed at signing. Jeffrey Simmons of the Tennessee Titans also got a long-term deal at this position. Four years, his is a little different, $94 million, new money, $47.83 million guaranteed at signing, $66 million in guarantees. And so you've got 26-year-old Jeffrey Simmons, you got 26-year-old Deron Payne, you got 26-year-old Dexter Lawrence, all getting massive four-year, $90-plus million contracts with guarantees in the 60s, fully guaranteed. Uh, total guarantee, fully guaranteed in the in the you know the forty five to fifty range, and so now Quinn and Williams sits here. He's about to turn twenty six at some point. I don't know when his birthday is. We're looking it up right now. Um, he's going to turn twenty six over the course of this season. Going to play under the fifth year option. The, it is now the Jets' turn to be able to get this deal done. And I think when you look at this. Sometimes it's very difficult to break through in these negotiations when you are the one, and you're maybe the only player at your position. Or you're at a position that 
you're trying to reset the market, but it's been a while since the market has been reset. And there's a tough wall. There's a ceiling that you kind of have to break through. And there's some resistance that you meet in that regard. And the thing that brings me back to a place of being calm about this and assuming that the New York Jets are going to get this done is the framework is built for them. Jeffrey Simmons, Deron Payne, and Dexter Lawrence all laid the base level, the groundwork, for the Jets and Quinn and Williams to get a deal done. Now, the saga, the twist in this story that has led us to this moment, to doing a show on this, because this has been a thing all offseason, is that Quinn and Williams, on his official Twitter profile, removed defensive, his, his Twitter bio earlier said defensive lineman for the New York Jets. He has now taken the New York Jets out of his Twitter bio, and it is now a bunch of just blanks. It is just a bunch of dashes that he has in there saying, I don't know where I'm going to play next season. There are also liked tweets from Quinn and Williams that show maybe where his mindset is, what he's thinking about, what he's looking for in a contract. Maybe he's looking, there's like tweets of 25 to $30 million, 23 to $25 million. There's all sorts of different things that have been, um, you know, floated out there as to what Quinn Williams is um, thinking. But he liked a tweet a month ago that suggested he was looking for 23 to $25 million per year. Now, that would be more than what Jeffrey Simmons got per year, what Deron Payne got per year, and what Dexter Lawrence got per year. Uh, Lawrence and Payne, 22.5. Jeffrey Simmons, 23.5. 23 to 25. If you kick it to 24, he's now the highest per, per average, annual average value. He is the highest non-Aaron Donald player at the position. That might be where this can get bridged, right? Aaron Donald's contract is 31.6 million per year on an annual average value. Do not believe Quinn Williams is going to reach that level of production. But I also think it's important when we're discussing this to put it statistically in context. And so I did some digging and I've got some stuff here for you. Jeffrey Simmons, who we just mentioned, signing a four-year, $94 million uh, year extension, new money. This is what Quinn and Williams and Jeffrey Simmons 2022 seasons look like in comparison. I've got it over here on the second screen experience, so if you allow me, my eyes will be diverted this direction to make sure I quote the statistics properly. Jeffrey Simmons, again, Jeffrey Simmons just got a four-year, $94 million contract extension, all new money. Last season, seven and a half sacks, 14 QB hits, 53 total pressures, and 54 tackles on 840 defensive snaps. I'm going to read it again. Take note of the last number. Seven and a half sacks, 14 QB hits, 53 total pressures, and 54 tackles on 840 defensive snaps. Quinn and Williams, part of a New York Jets pass rush rotation. A defensive line rotation. They rotate their guys in. 12 sacks, 28 QB hits, 52 total pressures, and 55 tackles on 690 defensive snaps. So over, what, 150 less snaps defensively than Jeffrey Simmons. Quinnen Williams got more sacks, double the amount of QB hits, only one less total pressure, and one more tackle. That is the dominance that is Quinn and Williams. Some of you might be sitting back and saying, whoa, 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 Chris, wait a second. You're just looking at 2022. You're just comparing uh, the last two seasons. That statistically was one of Quinn and Williams' best season, the 12 sacks number, the first time that he had reached double-digit sacks. You're kind, of, you're kind of cherry-picking here a little bit. You're just looking at one season. Okay, I, I, fair. 
Let's look at the production from 2019 to 2022 for the following four players. Dexter Lawrence, Deron Payne, Jeffrey Simmons, Christian Wilkins. We also have got Quinn and Williams' numbers in here as well. Here we go. Let's go. Let's do this. Dexter Lawrence, 2,774 snaps, 16 and a half sacks, 208 tackles, forced four fumbles from 2019 to 2022. Deron Payne, 3,181 snaps, 21 sacks, 233 tackles, three forced fumbles. Jeffrey Simmons, 2,655 snaps, 20 sacks, 179 tackles, two forced fumbles. Christian Wilkins, Christian Wilkins, 2,683 snaps, 10 and a half sacks, 271 tackles, two forced fumbles. Quinnen Williams, 2,249 snaps. Just on that alone, four, over 400 less snaps than the next closest guy. He's 900 snaps behind the highest guy, Deron Payne. He's 500 snaps behind Dexter Lawrence. 27 and a half sacks for Quinn and Williams in that time range. 190 tackles and four forced fumbles. He's tied in forced fumbles. He's got the most sacks clear by six and a half. And 190 tackles has him fourth on this list. But he's got 400, 500 less snaps than some of these guys. So statistically, Quinn and Williams is dominant. Anytime you throw up a chart, that compares players at this position. He's the best guy at this position, not named Aaron Donald, and in some measures, he beats Aaron Donald at times. That is how good Quinnen Williams has been, and he's only 25, about to turn 26. This is, no doubt, slam dunk, gotta get done. And the statistics back it up. Philip in the chat says, give Williams one more mil... One million more for total value and guaranteed money than Simmons. I don't think it's that easy. I don't think it's that simple of just beating um, Jeffrey Simmons by a little bit. But statistically, you see the argument that Quinn and Williams and his camp are clearly making. Do you see these numbers? Do you see these numbers on less snaps than everybody else? Even in your rotation, which at times I find very silly, right? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll raise my hand up. I find the rotation very silly. Quinn and Williams is the best defensive player on the New York Jets. Hands down, bar none, he is the best and most important offensive, uh, defensive player on the New York Jets. That's how impactful he is. But he's a part of this rotation where sometimes he's not on the field. I'll give you this as some, some context. Last season was the most snaps that Quinn Williams has been on the field for as a percentage. He was on the field for 60.6% of snaps. Now, I haven't done this research. We're going to do it live here on the show. I know it's everybody's favorite thing. Let's look at what Jeffrey Simmons did. Last year for Jeffrey Simmons, a down year. The worst year since he's played at least 15 games in a season. 74.1 for Jeffrey Simmons in 2022. It was 85 in 2021. We'll continue this bit. Let's look at Deron Payne. Deron Payne, in terms of percentage of, of, of snaps, 86.8% of snaps on defense. Deron Payne is out there for Dexter Lawrence, the guy right across the hall in the other building. Last season, 83.3% of the snaps. Quinnen Williams is double-digit percentage of snaps less than all of these guys, and he's putting up similar, if not better, numbers in important categories. 27 and a half sacks from 2019 to 2022. Six more than the next highest guy. With, again, 2,200 snaps. And I just gave you the numbers of just what looked like last season. He's only on the field for 60% of the snaps as part of this rotation. And so to me, this is something that is very clearly going to get done. And and the reason why, and I'm going to quote, I, I put it in the tweet, I'll quote it here again, we quoted it in the pre-show, in the words of the new Jets quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X. The New York Jets have pushed all their chips in the middle for a win-now window. 
They've done it. By trading for Aaron Rodgers, by the pick swap, by all the stuff that they did, they have pushed all in to try to go for it right now. You don't think Joe Douglas and company realize that Quinn Williams is one of the most important players if you are pushing all of your chips in the middle for an all-in window. You need Quinn and Williams on the field. Negotiations take time. Negotiations absolutely are a back and forth, a give and take. I want to make something very clear here. I know I've made it clear in the past. I don't know if it's been on this show, but I will use this platform right now to make sure that it's clear right now my position on this. I don't read a whole lot into players changing Twitter handles, changing Twitter bios, changing Instagram bios, changing Instagram profile pictures. I don't read a lot into that. It's part negotiating tactic. It's part, these guys all know that it's going to make noise and it can help sell that they're, they're, you know, disgruntled, probably too strong of a word, but they're upset. They would like this to get done. They would like to be able to move on. And there is, there is just so much evidence that we have where people do that. Lamar Jackson, folks, requested a trade from the team, tweeted about it. Not did not change his Twitter bio to say no, you know, quarterback for the blank. Did no, tweeted that he requested a trade back in the beginning of March. He just signed a massive contract extension with Baltimore. So all of this is part of a, a part of a game, part of a cycle to be able to get these contracts done. So I don't read anything into it. I've seen all the of all the stories. Five places Quinn and Williams can play next season if he's traded from the Jets. These five teams should be interested in Quinn and Williams if available. I've I've seen the tweets. Quinn and Williams would make the Detroit Lions a Super Bowl contender. I saw that headline this morning. I've seen all the noise that is around this. But R E L A X. Joe Douglas has gotten a lot of praise over his time as the general manager of the New York Jets because he gets stuff done, right? He always finds a way to get stuff done. This is going to get done. If everybody outside of the building, everybody outside of one Jets drive can look at this and say, Quinnen Williams is the most impactful defensive player that the New York Jets have and all the statistics, you think they've got less statistics than I do? You think they've got less information than I do? I shared a just a elementary deep dive into the statistics on Quinn and Williams from the last couple of seasons. I can I could have gone deeper. I could have spent two hours down the rabbit hole and I've gotten a ton of statistics for you that show how important Quinn and Williams is to the New York Jets and also how impactful he is at that position. So my prediction, this is going to get done. And I think it's very, very clear where this is going to slot in. This is going to beat Jeffrey Simmons. It is going to beat Deron Payne. It is going to beat Dexter Lawrence. It might in total value eclipse Aaron Donald's $95 million. But from an annual average value perspective, it's going to come in below the $31.6 million. I think it's going to come in above 23.5. It's going to come in below 31. 25 to 28 is probably a nice range. You split the difference on that. $26 million per season. What's that? Uh, we got to do some quick math here. That's 4104 for Quinn and Williams. Wouldn't, if I was the New York Jets, I wouldn't bat an eye at that contract. Quinton Williams has been your most productive and most important defensive player that, that, that this team has. And so they need him to be on the field and ready to go, and they need him in training camp. And again, it is May 16th. I think this is going to get done, uh, and it is going to get done very, very quickly. I'm not super concerned about the noise that has been surrounding this. I'm not that concerned about it. Um, I, I know everybody freaks out. Every And the, the funny thing to me is everybody still freaks out when guys change their Twitter handles or guys change their Instagram bios. And they go, oh, what does this mean? And 
I would just I would pump the brakes on this. I would calm down. We've seen time and time again where this becomes a thing. And Philip says in the chat, Jets have some cap shenanigans to deal with in 2024, but 2025 onward, there is a ton of cap space. And let's let's do this. You, you guys know me. You guys know I love to do a little a uh, little cap deep dive. Uh, next season's a little bit difficult. It's 42.1 million dollars. Um, that they are um, above the cap, so they're going to have to do some work there. But they have 174 million, so 174.8 million in cap space currently for 2025. So they would have to get through some shenanigans in 2024, but they've got a lot in 2025. And let's do it real quickly. We'll look at 2024. What quick things can I do here to, to get the Jets uh, some some money? I've got. I just made one quick move. Let's see. Let's. I'm gonna make. Uh, let me let me see how many quick moves I can make here. I made a post June one cut. So just let me see what else. Else they've got I've got here at my disposal. They don't have a ton of stuff. I'll I, I'll I'll be honest with you. But uh, could they restructure this? They could restructure that. This is probably great for the audio audience. But just let me just give me a second here. All right. So here's what I did. I did three quick moves. I designated C.J. Mosley as a post June one cut. I restructured Lake and Tomlinson, and I restructured D.J. Reed, and I got the Jets from being. Um, 41 million above the cap to only being 8.9 above the cap. And I made three moves. So they're going to be able to figure this out. Um, and I only took away $4 million in their cap space from 2020-2025. They're still at $175 million. So they're going to be able to get this done. They're going to be able to figure this out from a math perspective. But again, Quinn Williams, the most important player on defense for the New York Jets. There's a lot of time between now and when I would start to consider this a very serious situation. We start getting to training camp. We start getting to preseason. And Quinn Williams is sitting out. And this deal's not done. Then you could start to get concerned. But I'm not going to all of a sudden immediately completely flip 180 because Quinn Williams changed his Twitter bio. And now all of a sudden sudden it's this is never going to get done Quentin Williams is going to get traded the Jets are going to move on and this is going to be a disaster no it's not this is going to um this is going to figure itself out very very quickly Sam I you I, I appreciate the commitment to the bit of trolling me in every capacity I'm going to read the take for the podcast listeners give them a little easter egg as to why you should come over and hang out with us on the YouTube channel uh, Sam has added a take to the show and says take hey, Quentin Williams has more passing yards than Aaron Rodgers in 2023 and this has been a recurring bit for Sam. At every turn, he has attempted to troll me that Aaron Rodgers is not going to play a ton of games in 2023. And so I appreciate that here, Sam, uh, to to start the day. So, again, I, I think the statistics speak for themselves about how good Quinn Williams is and where he fits in to where the contracts have already been given out this offseason. Again, those contracts already been given out sets a, sets a parameter that can be worked through here. The agent for Quinn Williams is always going to ask for the moon. They're always going to ask to, to, you know, maybe approach that Aaron Donald number. The Jets are always going to lowball with their first number, and they're going to be able to slowly bridge the gap and meet in the middle. Does everybody remember when the Aaron Rodgers trade took forever? Took, what, six, eight weeks? And everybody was worried that they weren't going to be able to get it done? Well, the Packers started over here, the Jets started over here, and they slowly came to the middle and came to a deal that they both didn't really like in the end, right? They both didn't really love it. They both didn't really like what they gave up, and in the Packers' case, what they got back. So... They're going to come to an agreement here. He is the most important player on defense for the New York Jets. If the Jets are going to be successful in 2023, Quinton Williams needs to be paid, needs to get a contract extension, and needs to be on the field for the New York Jets. And so that's it. That's my overview of this. I'm not reading too much into what's happening. I am completely unwavered in my belief that this deal is going to get done and Quinton Williams is going to be a member of the New York Jets. And then we've got to keep an eye on the Chris Jones situation in Kansas City because they're in the same boat where they're going to need to be looking at all this all this context, all this math, and be able to get a deal done uh, on on their own for Chris Jones there in Kansas City. So uh, appreciate everybody being here for this show. A little bit of a newsier show. Got back to the old school vibe for TDN Daily and, bro and broke down one of the, the, the trending topics that we have in the National Football League right now.
out. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. We greatly do appreciate it. Come join us on the YouTube side of things. 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. We have the YouTube version, the live video version of the show. You see all the production. You got the pre-show and the post-show there as well. And if you want, you can go back and watch it on demand at any time on the Draft Network YouTube channel underneath the live tab. So appreciate everybody making this show a part of their day. I'll talk to you all tomorrow.